Anyway, back to this shit again. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Okay. <laughs> I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, no, no. Hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Isn't that the most depressing intro? Like, people elect to listen to this, and we're like, this sucks. Literally by <laughs> choice. Um, yeah. And you know what? I so want to just kick it off by saying it sucks, not because of Gabby and Rachel. They're nope. doing a great job. They were just given the most shit end of the stick possible. Yeah, a shit sandwich, like literally. Yeah. So to kick this episode off, because we were bold-faced fucking liars last week, I guess, and my sister was here and she's not 21. So I guess that I can use that as an excuse, but we also recorded during lunch. So and we also <laughs> like said we were going to post it on Instagram and didn't, and we which just we are the sim- queens of. Simply didn't. And we made this new challenge and then just didn't, it, the second time it came up, we were like, no. So there was a hot tub where it didn't belong last week and we didn't take a shot for it. So we've got shots ready. We're just going to do it right now. Kick off the episode strong. <laughs> And honestly, like tequila, (laughs) I'd prefer to be drunk to talk about this. Yeah, honestly, like we're already both like, I'm a glass of wine deep. You've had a seltzer or a beer or something. I've had a seltzer, which I would just like to say, if any of you live near a Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's brand Shell House Seltzer is the best like hard seltzer I've ever had. It is so light. It is so refreshing. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous seltzer. If oh, I love your that. Trader Joe's carries alcohol, Shell House is their brand. Shell House seltzer. Stunning. Not a bad flavor in the pack. I think that they still have that at my Trader Joe's, even though the Trader Joe's wine store closed. Disgusting. Play Adam play in the arms of the angel. <laughs> in the arms of the angel. As if New York has not suffered enough. <laughs> COVID, monkeypox, polio is back, and then the Trader Joe's wine store closed? Enough, bitch. I'm tired. I was like driving to Trader Joe's the other day. There's one 45 minutes for me, but I drove bad because I like needed to feel something. 100%. And I was in the store like looking at all the gorgeous varieties of things that I could buy. And I was like, I bet Trader Joe was so fucking hot. Oh yeah. Like, Trader Joe was definitely sexy as fuck. Trader boxed, Joe. My favorite thing at Trader Joe's is their boxed wine. Cause it's such a fucking deal and it's so much wine and it lasts me not as long as it should, but a pretty long time. <laughs> and now I don't have it. Apparently they're moving it somewhere else, but that's not enough. I can't go more than a month without it. So I, my old apartment in Connecticut, I was three minutes from a Trader Joe's. And now, yeah. And now the closest Trader Joe's to me is 45 minutes and I was driving there and it's right. It's in South Bend, Indiana, which is where um, Notre Dame is. Yeah. And I had, I had a coworker who lived there. Fun fact. It's a gorgeous my old little job town. <laughs> it's a gorgeous little town. And I was driving through South Bend and it was like 
it was feral. Like there were kids everywhere. Trader Joe's was packed. And usually that's my go-to because it's not, it's not a busy Trader Joe's. And I was like, totally. why is it so insane? And then, I, and then the cashier informed me that it was move-in weekend for Trader Joe's or for, for Trader Joe's. For Trader Joe's. Again. No, it was God, move-in weekend for Notre Dame. And I was like, oh, I picked the wrong weekend to come, but gorgeous establishment. Love Anyways. It. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Anyway, Here's all that shot. said, we're taking a shot because there was a hot tub where it didn't belong a week ago and we suck at keeping promises. So I'm using my Jonas Brothers shot glass. Cheers. To Trader Joe. To Trader Joe's and Joe Jonas. Oh, it's not fun ever. Uh, okay. Oh my God. Honestly, I'm so grateful this is an audio medium because the faces we both just made. Most brutal. Criminal. I like shots. I just feel that I should already be drunk when I take them. Yeah, you um, can't. It's like, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to start Hard to start with. out on. I hated a pregame when like my friend's like, let's do a shot. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> like, I... one thing about me, I'm always down to take a shot. Okay. I never say no, because I don't know my limits, but I should say no when I'm not drunk enough yet, because it hurts. I'm going to open a can. Um, so I hope this oh, yeah. gives like a little ASMR vibe for you guys. Gorgeous. Uh, refreshing. Gorgeous. So anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that shot with a gulp of wine and let's get into hometowns. So let's get into hometowns. Um, but before we do one last note on shots. Yes. Um, I went to like a small state school in Connecticut. My West Con girlies know. And uh, my boyfriend went to like a big, like, big school. And so I went to his homecoming last year and his college town, also Clayton Eckerd's college town of yeah. Columbia, Missouri has a bar called shot bar and they have a whole menu of different shots. I got so wasted <laughs> with all of my boyfriend's friends from college. And I was like a 26 year old adult. Like I had no business being that drunk at yeah. shot bar but I was like, if I, I see why people who go to these big schools don't want to graduate because if I had gone to a school where I had shot bar. Yeah. Shot bar sounds great. We she just was had, gorgeous. we had a bar. My favorite bar on my college campus was called other bar and nobody I, liked it there except me. Cause it was a bunch of old guys in cowboy hats. And then myself, one time when I went to sign my bill at other bar, the bartender gave me an eyeliner pencil and I was like, Hey, this is not a pen. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, this is legitimately eyeliner. Like I'm wasted and I can see that. And they were like, oh my God, sorry. And I was like, I love it here so much. So that's all I had <laughs> in college, changed. which is why when I graduated, I was like, fucking see ya. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I did not have the syndrome where I wanted to go back to college, but that's because all I had was other bar. <laughs> so with that said, Anyways. here we go. Let's dive on into this. Um, okay, here's the thing. Everybody on Twitter is complaining that this season, they were like, we'll get double, but really we only got half. I like it. And I think that every season and every episode of this show could be a fucking hour. I think that that's all that they've proven to us by having two bachelorettes. I don't oh like God. it in the sense that I feel like I don't know these men at all, but I love to know that this show keeps in so much shit that they would not have to when they only have one bachelorette. Yeah. And with two bachelorettes, they have to cut everything. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Clean into the point. <laughs> but also the flip side of that and the reason I can kind of see the internet's yeah. disdain is that usually 
like we get so invested in the contestants because we see so much of them and it's like oh it's not about meeting their family or meeting their whatever it's about like oh I've I've seen more in the moment interviews of them. I've heard them make jokes. I've like, whatever. Totally. Versus like, I literally, guys, I'm not even kidding. I watched this episode last night, Stone Cold Sober. I did not have a drink while I watched the episode. And I dead ass the names of both Rachel and Gabby's men that I can remember are Zach, Jason, Eric, Tino, Avon, that's five. I don't know anything past that. And I feel like there's like seven, right? Okay, put some respect on Johnny's name, first of all. But, oh, Johnny, um, but that's my thing. I'm like, he yeah. like, I haven't seen enough of him. But he had a one. I'm... He he had my favorite one-on-one. So I will say yeah. give it up for my king. But this is the this okay. This is I think my biggest problem with it. You know, when they don't finish on a rose ceremony, when there's yeah. one bachelorette, and it's like, what do you mean? Like they show like yeah. four, they show four hometowns, and then they're like, no time for the rose ceremony. This it's season like has proven it's like you definitely always have time for the rose ceremony. Like, yeah. like this week's episode when they didn't have time for the rose ceremony or Avon's hometown, I was like, makes sense. There's two of them, but like in normal seasons, I'm like, guys, <laughs> cut some <Yeah>. shit out. <laughs> Survivor <laughs> like, always ends on a like, tribal council, <laughs> right? It's like this has proven to me because yes, I totally agree. I'm like, I do hate that I barely know these men, and like I said to you before we started recording, like my loyalties shifted from date to date like every day that happened I was like oh I like him no wait I like him no wait I like him only exception was Tino I was like didn't like before don't like that guy um yeah fuck you but you know who Tino's giving Tino is giving Greg Grippo he so is like that's the vibe like like oh (laughs) we gotta save a lot of time for him because I have a lot of thoughts um but I hate that part. I hate that I don't know the guys as well. I hate that I felt like going into this, I was like, who do I even like? I don't know. But but the my my like one complaint for the Bachelor producers in other seasons is I'm like, so basically you're just proving that you could fit all the content you need to into one episode yeah. and you choose not to normally. <laughs> like, I, and they'll be like, oh, no rose ceremony, sorry. And we're like, guys, like, there's only one Bachelor. Like, please. <laughs> just- if you had to pick a third pillar of our podcast and I want to know if we're going to think of the same thing I'm going to provide you with two pillars and I want you to tell me what the third pillar is the first pillar these are just like rogue things that make up like quintessential parts of our podcast the first pillar of our podcast is Blake Hortzman obviously the second pillar of our podcast is that survivor always ends on a tribal council Correct. We've discussed that a lot. That's the second pillar. What would you say our third, like, fundamental truth of Don't Insult well, My Intelligence is? Mine is hating on Pilot Pete, I would say. Okay, but okay. I was going to say we hating on Claire about. Crawley, but I feel like yes. we haven't talked about her in a while. So it is Pilot Pete. Like, he's yeah. the more yeah. integ- integral part. Yeah. Yeah. We. I think we do. T- I, I think um, <laughs> Claire has woman privilege, which means <laughs> we, like, can't talk that much shit about her because like as a woman that's like a kin that's like kindred spirits yeah yeah, like is she like a little bit cuckoo bananas yes but as am i (laughs) um pilot pete annoying stupid everything and a man the antithesis of me so (laughs) i can talk shit about him um anyway as if i'm not like annoying and stupid i'm like i'm all of those things maybe i hate pilot pete because i am Next time you're on a commercial airline flight, <laughs> offer to fly the plane. Uh, maybe I could. Wait, maybe that's my calling. Do you ever think about that? Like, I could be really good at a bunch of stuff that I've just never tried. <laughs> no, I actually do think about, think that, about that because all like, the time. 
but I'm like actually very good at stupid shit, like things that would never garner me a career. Like the fact that I'm absurdly good at mini golf, no reason. Oh my God. I'm actually good at mini golf too. I just beat Ryan at mini golf and I was shocked. I got a hole in one too the other time. And I was like, wow, I'm amazing but like, at this. But I hustled him because the whole time we were driving there, I was like, I'm really bad at mini golf. And then I was like, so good at it. And he was like, that's so insane of you. To that's like the about. long con. <laughs> that's like, the long con. I, um, speaking of long cons, do you want to hear the craziest thing? You already know this, but for our yes. listeners, yes. Um, you know, we, we joke about um, like exes on the show and like all that kind of stuff, um, which like we both have characters in our backlog the craziest long con of my life is that my ex works for me and so where I used to complain that he like wouldn't answer me or like wouldn't answer my text like now he literally has to like he's paid to answer me and I was like this is the most like terrifying long con I've ever pulled and like I didn't do it intentionally like I just but like now you girl boss too close to the sun babe (laughs) (laughs) and like now I'm like oh like I can literally just put a meeting on his calendar and he has to meet with me Um, and then and it's just you being like let's unpack your terrible behavior (laughs) let's unpack your trauma um um, no we're like friends it's fine but I was just like I I girl bossed a little too close to the sun on that one like I yeah Anyway, like, I, if you you want to not talk to me? Fine, I'm putting a one on one on your calendar. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> bitch. Have some respect. I'm your boss. Um, the reason that we're putting this off is because we don't care and we don't remember a lot of it. But let's get into it. Uh- <laughs> so the reason we're putting this off is because, like anything else in life, we don't want to do I'm, because I'm just not applying myself. Um, so we started off. It's hometowns. Gabby has three hometowns. Rachel has four hometowns. If we know going into this, so we have seven hometowns to get through. Mm-hmm. Can, can they do it? No, they can't. So we start with Jason. I like Jason. I do think Jason was like put on this earth as a robot like just to go on this show I don't think he has like a huge terribly overwhelming personality yeah. but we talk about the peacock theory and so it doesn't bother me literally at all uh, yeah and also I, Jason the most important highlight of Jason's hometown we like go like guys I, I I'm not even kidding we're giving you if a highlight we, reel if like, we have to give you a minute by minute recap of this episode I will go throw up after like I can't do it and so we no. go to New Orleans it's his hometown we go to his house and we meet, most... well we meet his dad we do meet his dad first his dad's oh, right, like a little separated. so they're separated. Pie. they're separated yeah. they meet in a park his dad's like such a fucking sweetheart his dad and Gabby's grandpa fast friends I could see it now um but also like is it just me that thinks it's like a little weird when parents because this isn't the first instance I've seen of this where parents like joke about their kid being their kid's best man or maid of honor oh yeah I I'm like that's that, a, actually I'm like that's a weird I didn't even and, catch that and also when he said it Jason was like oh, yeah yeah like dad <laughs> like you'll definitely be front row like I don't yeah um weird, weird I, I'm like vibes. I love that you're close to your parents I do but I'm like no well you're also reading Jeanette McCurdy's book right now or you've just finished it, which I'm reading too. I saw it on your Goodreads. And, <laughs> um, and that's the vibe it gives me. So anyway. Also, guys, that's I'm not a lot even to kidding. Unpack. That's a great fucking book, though. A little like it. teaser, guys. Like if we were to like maybe branch out into other podcast <laughs> categories, like later, maybe this year, put your calendar alerts on. Um, <laughs> like I'm just feeling like a once a month book club episode would be apt. And if we were to do it, we would go back and reread Jeanette McCurdy's book to unpack yep. it. Because yep, yep, yep. guys, if you are not reading Jeanette McCurdy's book, 
and I'm we're like, like late to it in that we read it a week after everyone else like we this shouldn't oh be considered God. late but we like are like a week ago everyone was like wow best nice. book I've ever read and I was like ah, I'm behind I'm like it's oh my so god good. I have to go read it no, literally like, it's so good I'm almost I was almost as behind on Janet McCurdy's book as I was on watching Game of Thrones because I watched it after it aired um more power to you soldier that's yeah, I was so that brave to do that. Yeah, you were so brave. Um, but no, Jeanette McCurdy's book, guys. Oh my God. Just, anyway, just read it. Anyways. It's, it's amazing. I'm listening to it. I really like the audiobook version as well. So I'm recommend. listening to it as well. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. Highly recommend. I know people that have read it really liked it, but I like listening to autobiographies. Me Like read too. by the person that wrote it. Yeah. I don't We have, we have that in common. We've talked about this. I don't ever listen to like fiction books as audio. Like I like to read those, but if I'm listening to a celebrity memoir, I always yeah. listen to it. So I'm like, if I like the celebrity enough to read their book, I want to hear I, them. I want to hear it. them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, also, speaking great- of last note, Josh Peck's book. I got to listen to his. It's Happy People list. Are Annoying is in my top three or four books I read this year. Like it was so good. So anyway, so, so good. when you're, after you listen to our podcast, you can then go to audible and listen to books when you're when you have nothing else to listen to we're here that's what I do scholars (laughs) that's what I do so anyway the best man thing kind of reminds me of like in her book she talked like her mom's always like I'm your best you're my best friend and it's like I don't think that Jason's dad is abusive but that's just on the top of my mind right now but no like like, it's giving it's a it's a little bit weird when parents are like you're my best friend it's like hey you're like 35 years older than me like just you're my parent you know yeah you're my parent like you're not my friend like and I say this is a Gilmore Girls stan. I'm like, you guys are not best friends. Like you are a parent to a child. And like, we're both <laughs> so, also very close with our moms, but like- Yeah, I love my mom. Um, yeah. she, uh, she, you know, she's someone I, I love and admire deeply. She is not my best friend. Um, don't listen to this, mom. But <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, you're more, my best friend. More importantly, friend. she wouldn't be the, my maid of honor. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people in the whole world, but like, you'll come see my wedding dress with me, but like, you're not like, next to me at the altar yeah yeah, I want to see your face so anyway that was the only weird thing but he is a little sweetie pie which I love and then they go to Jason's house where his mom is um and his the rest of his family his sister most importantly his sister the best Gabby and Jason's sister have the exact same vibe and I was like oh I could see Gabby marrying into this family and like being friends with his sister like honestly at this point because I barely know the other men at this point before their hometowns, I was like, Jason is like the one she would be with long-term. Then yeah. I, I saw Eric's later and I kind of changed my mind. Cause like, I'm a Johnny. I talked about this last week. I love Johnny. I think that yeah. Johnny's super funny. He was like really funny on his one-on-one. He was really funny on the group date last week. Like, I think he's so fun, but like, he's not serious really. Yeah. Um. And so like, when I saw Jason's, I was like, I feel like Jason is her like, match seriously but yeah. then I saw Eric's and I was like I don't know what I don't know what's up I don't know down. what I think um, <laughs> I actually I have no opinions that are my own so yeah <laughs> but anyway Jason yeah very lovely and I love we love a good sister relationship um very important oh wait but also like, before we totally leave Jason everything he was going great with him Gabby and his family and then he reveals to his mom that he can't see himself proposing at the end and that he doesn't feel like it would be authentic um and and I get what he's saying about like this is a weird environment to get engaged in I don't know that I would feel comfortable getting engaged in this environment but then his mom is like well does Gabby know that he's like no yeah and I'm like dude like 
the yeah, way you're like, feeling is valid, but also like, especially like her? you guys did start out with like two bachelorettes. Like it did take a bit more time to kind of like realize what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Which is understandable. But it's like understandable that they wouldn't want to propose. And I honest to God, don't even know that Gabby would care that much about not getting engaged. Yeah. I think Rachel would care a lot about not getting engaged at the end. I think yeah. Gabby would kind of be like, okay, we'll just date. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. really think that like, engagement as as make or break for her I do think she wants to like be dating the person she's going to get engaged to I just don't think that she would be like yeah let's get engaged I agree with you but can I offer up a counter yes my counter because this seems to be a theme with Gabby's men is that they're like I'm not sure I want to get engaged whatever and part of me wonders if these guys are a little bit taking advantage of the fact that Gabby is like a cool girl yeah that's like Gabby gives the vibe of, oh, she's so cool. She's so chill. She's so like, whatever. And, and like, we could be a hundred percent right that she doesn't care that much. And like, maybe she really is that cool girl, that chill, like she doesn't care. Right. But also like some of the indications that Gabby has given over the course of the season are that she gives the vibe of cool girl, but she's not a hundred percent. Like I, and I, I agree with you to an extent, but I wonder if the men are assuming that rather than knowing that, you know? That's very, very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, the the cool girl thing, anyone who's ever met me knows I'm not a cool girl. Like, I'm literally <laughs> like, I am Rachel. I'm like, are we going to get married or no? But like, also, like, um, why would you want to be? Like, being a cool girl is, like, icky. Being a cool girl is, like, <laughs> like, like said resident like, cool girl, Emily Crevin, who's, like, like so hot, no. so beautiful. No, um, I'm not. <laughs> but, like, it... I, I wonder if she is a little bit getting taken advantage of by the men because yeah. they are pegging her as this cool girl. Oh, she's so me for that. That's, exa- That's <laughs> exactly like, what happens you to you. You literally act too cool girl. And then you're like, wait a minute. You're like, <laughs> you're I like, cool girl a little too close to the sun. <laughs> I literally cool girl too close to the sun. And now I'm alone. Um, <laughs> no, but like it, it is something that had me thinking because That's I'm like, true. Gabby very much gives that vibe. Yeah. And and it seems like she is pretty serious about wanting to get married. And like you're saying, it might be that she's fine with leaving just dating. But I think ultimately marriage and kids seem like they are something that are on yeah. Gabby's horizons. Well, she broke up with Nate because she didn't want to be a mom. Like, that's pretty right. serious, right? Like, And I feel like some of the guys she's dating are like, yeah, like, I could bring John- Gabby to, like, my, to like Johnny- my house party. <laughs> Johnny's a whopping 25 years old. He was like, when right. we go visit my old frat. When, when I watched this episode with Ryan, which we're going to get into later, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it later. But basically, you know, Johnny was from Palm Beach and Ryan is from Florida. And he was like, oh God, he immediately already sucks. And then he saw him and was like, I hate this guy. And I was like, oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> but anyway. And so that was Jason. Then, so basically we cut back and forth between bachelorettes. Um, so then we go to... Rachel and we get oh fuck what's his name Zach 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 Jason like it's all the I know. same name they all have the most basic I'm sorry let's actually walk through this we go from Jason to Zach <laughs> to Johnny to Tyler <laughs> <laughs> to Eric and then to Tino and then next week we'll see Avon. So the first five dates of the night are the most basic white boy names. How? <laughs> and we're supposed to memorize all that? <laughs> That's like almost worse than my dating history, which 
a lot of people have made fun of me for because it's all my current boyfriend's name is Ben. He's the only identity I'll reveal. But um, prior to Ben, every boyfriend I've had has been a three letter white man's name. I dated a guy. I dated a guy who had a white boy first and last name, and was reamed to the end of time for it. They were like, mm-hmm. both his names are white boy names. What were you doing? <laughs> I was like, my so right. An error message. No. Um, press clean to restart. Please perfect. open the Roomba app. Sorry, I it's it haunts me. Um, so we go anyway, to Zach. We go to Zach, Zach is Zach. the guy. In case you forgot. Um, we like Zach for Rachel. We're kind of bored by Zach if he were to be our boyfriend, but for Rachel, we like Zach. I'm extremely pro Rachel and Zach forever, especially after watching the rest of this episode. Yeah. Um, I think he loves her the most. I think that he's the best to her. I think that he's the most mature. He talked last week about how he's like in therapy, like he's dealing with like, you know, he's just like on it. And I just feel that Rachel... (laughs) I love Rachel. She can be a messy bitch who lives for drama. And Same. so I, and she's so us for that. But I'm like, he is kind of a safe choice, but in a way that I really actually like for her because I'm yeah. like, Rachel, just, just like, he loves you. He will be here for you. He will protect you. He's a really good guy. And you guys are really compatible. And so well, I, I just like think also- he's perfect. I love that. I feel like also society and like, maybe it's an age thing, um, kind of romanticizes choosing the difficult option. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. the the guy that you have to fix or the guy that you have to, like, there's things you don't like about him. And like, I feel like movies, like that's always the guy that people choose. And like, even when you're younger, like when you're 18, 19, 20, like that's the guy you want to be with. It's the guy that you like kind of hate. Like, it's literally a song in Frozen. They're like, he's a bit of a fixer-upper. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, don't teach six-year-olds that. <laughs> no, and like, I, feel I love like the Zach movie Frozen, is very, like, like yeah, adult like, woman choice. Like, he's so ready. And like, yeah. I mean, I also just like separately, yes, I, I don't love him for me. Like, I don't find, I don't think that we would be compatible, but like, I do genuinely really like him. Yeah. I think he's so sweet. He's so upfront with her which I love. And we'll get to Tino later. Obviously, like I said, I'm going to need like a full hour to unpack that. So no, Zach, I think is just the most mature. And I think that he's ready. And I think that, I mean, I just like love them together, to be honest. And Zach's uncle is Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, right. The poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. That poison. Yes, that poison. <laughs> they teased. They teased. They were like, also, this is like a random weird coincidence, but my uncle is a makeup artist for like film and TV. Oh. And he did makeup for the tick, which is also what he starred in. Yeah. And it was his birthday yesterday, and someone shared a post to his wall, and it was a picture of him doing makeup on him. And I was like, oh. that's Zach's uncle. <laughs> I is a famous listen, actor and I'm like that's Zach's uncle that would fucking work on me to be honest because Emperor's New Groove is like one of my favorite movies it really is like and I, um, you've always been that way it, I've always like, been this way I love that movie so much it's like literally I think it's one of the funniest written movies not just Disney movies like movies like <laughs> like ever period. it's so it, it holds up after you after you listen to this podcast and then you listen to Jeanette McCurdy's book on Audible go watch the Emperor's New Groove like it is so funny still 
So I love him and I, I love him in basically everything he does. I think he's hilarious, but it was so funny. I was just like, oh, Patrick Warburton is here. Uh, <laughs> and like, there's that guy. And like Ryan was like on his phone and I was like, do you see who that is? And he was like, what? And he like looked up and I go, it's Patrick Warburton. And he was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he was like, what is this show that you like? So anyway, Uncle Pat, he, and like Zach says, it's so, it's so cute. He's like, and my Uncle Pat, basically just like he's on, like he is on TV. And I was like, that would literally work on me. I would be like, um, Uncle Kronk. I'd be like, that's so hot. <laughs> I'd be like, my new Uncle Kronk, when are we getting married? <laughs> like literally. So now I'm pissed that, that Ben doesn't him. have an Uncle Kronk. Yeah, wait a minute, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, where's your Uncle Kronk? So um, anyway, that's like the, the fun little fact. But ultimately I really like him. I liked his family. I felt that they were nice. That's, yeah. I mean, they, be, again, all white, all white guy names, all white guy families, like pretty much across the board, just like most standard lineup. The only family members I remember you've ever seen the only family members I remember from this episode for very different reasons. Cause they all had very similar moms as well. Yes. Is Jason's sister because yes. she had bestie vibes with Gabby, Zach's uncle, because he's cronk and Tino's <laughs> dad, because he's an asshole. Oh so, God, he's the fucking worst. I can't we'll wait to there. talk. I can't wait to talk about Tino. I keep like teasing it. I'm like, Ugh. um. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like foaming itching. at the mouth. Yeah, I'm foaming at the mouth to fucking talk about it. So we go from Zach to Johnny. So yeah. we go to Palm Beach. Uh, Johnny. <laughs> also, listen, guys, candidly, I looked up a summary of the episode because I watched it last night and I still don't remember it. Um, and it's from Vulture. I can't take credit as this joke being my own, but it is the funniest thing I've ever read. It's from Vulture. It was written by Allie Barthwell. And she, she's, she says, um, Gabby heads to Palm Beach, Florida to meet with Johnny's family. Gabby says that Johnny is super hot and everyone knows it. She wants to know where he's at in life right now. Johnny takes Gabby to meet his family first without exploring Palm Beach. I guess the bar where Countess Luann was arrested and the Cheesecake Factory were both closed. <laughs> Which is honestly so funny. I wish it were oh, mine, but it's not. That's so fucking funny. No, this was really funny because I was like, oh my God, like babies from Florida, like to Ryan trying to make Johnny more relatable because he's my favorite. Yeah. And he was like, he's from Palm Beach. Like, fuck that guy, literally. And also, the, I think the reason I like Johnny is because he reminds me of Aaron Clancy. <laughs> 100%, 100%. I'm actually pretty sure that they're friends in real life. So, so that makes sense. Yeah, which totally tracks. So, like, the reason I like him is not because I think he's the best for Gabby, but because I think he's the funniest and the most fun to watch. And arguably the hottest. The most my type visually. Um, also and the biggest, tweeting, like, this is the thing people were all on Twitter talking about how much they don't like Johnny and also how Johnny's not hot. And I was like, you cannot take away from him. His one personality trait, which is that he is hot. <laughs> like we like, all see it. Like we all I was like, don't act like he's not hot. Like you can be and like, also, I don't like Johnny for Gabby. I don't think they're good together, but like, let's not take away his. And also track. there's like a, there's like a, there's an objective hotness. Like even if yeah. Johnny is not your cup of tea, like you he's, can objectively say that he's hot. He's like, that's objectively okay. attractive. Also, yeah. I think it's insane that people are like, there's no connection between him and Gabby when it's like the whole time they're together, they're like giggling like schoolgirls. Yeah. Like the whole thing I liked about his one-on-one two weeks ago is that like she laughed the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, good. You should have a one-on-one where you're just like laughing and giggling and like having a fun time. I didn't know that yeah. Johnny was 25. Like I learned that this week and I was like, oh, oh interesting. Relatable. <laughs> um, but 
like overall I'm like they do have like a fun connection do I think they're soulmates no but like I enjoy watching them together on screen so yeah they basically like you said they go immediately to his family because he's like I just couldn't wait to introduce you guys whatever so they go Um, to his family and they're basically just like Johnny in different wigs yeah (laughs) it's a key takeaway from Johnny's hometown because again we get like five minutes of everyone so the the primary takeaway of Johnny's hometown is that he also says he's not sure if he's not ready for marriage yeah and my thing about that is is kind of twofold one do you guys like know what show you're on like also like one obviously like (laughs) one one like I looked at Johnny and I was like right Of course. You're like Johnny like definitely has one navy fitted sheet and a target comforter. Like he's yeah. not like that he's baby not ready. is still sleeping on a twin bed. Like he yeah, does like not, he's not ready. That makes sense. You know what? That tracks. And that's fine. Like he's still drinking fireball for fun. Like we like we get the vibe that like he's at, and that's fine. He but probably second, likes four loco. Like it's fine. It's like, <laughs> and like not ironically. Like no, he, like he really wasn't there for the original recipe. Enjoys like, the way it makes him feel. So yeah. So that was the first thing. And the second thing is that we've talked about nothing. Oh, the, I, I think if we got a percentage breakdown of this episode, it would be like 10% is us talking about the episode. And then send, like, the, send us a yeah. bachelor data, honestly. And yeah. Break but, this down for us. Um, so what I was saying is it's twofold. I think it's like, obviously, and also mm-hmm. the cool girl thing, I think is a part of it. And yeah. three- you didn't, if you were going to have two bachelorettes and you wanted the first two weeks to be them picking between which bachelorette they wanted to pursue, you should have increased the time of the show by like two or three weeks. Yeah, totally. Because I a hundred percent, even taking the jokes about Johnny being a baby out of no. it, I a hundred percent understand why someone would be like, I don't know if I'm ready to propose. I was pursuing both of them until like two weeks ago. Like I felt the same with Jason, yeah. who I trust implicitly for no reason. Um, but I'm He's like, they're like no I'm not, reason to trust yeah, him. They're like, I'm not ready to get engaged. And I'm like, totally king. Like, why would you be? Right? right. And like, I, so I totally get it. The other thing about Johnny's family, this is again, something I liked. I'm a Johnny apologist. Sorry to the haters. Like I saw all your because tweets. He's hot. I, That's the only reason. I literally don't fucking care. Like he makes her laugh and I love Gabby having a fun time. Like when she was with Clayton, I was like, she is hundred percent too fun for him. And yeah. I don't give a fuck. So with Johnny, she's laughing. She's having a good time. She said about Johnny's family. She was like, honestly, it felt so natural. It felt like they were my family. Like I acted the way around them that I'm, I am with my family. And I was like, great because hometowns are brutal as we see later with yeah. Rachel. And if she could have a good hometown where she felt like she was at home with these people laughing, having a good time, whatever, love that for her. Like go ahead so anyway everybody's a johnny hater suddenly i don't know everybody loved him two weeks ago but i guess i guess that all faded and i'm the only one left but um yeah it it went well except that he's not ready to get engaged but i also can't really begrudge begrudge him that like i think yeah it's not the fault of the women that their men aren't ready to get engaged it's like the fault of the fucking franchise after two seltzers and a tequila shot can i give a hot take yes of all the men i've ever seen rachel date besides Zach. Is it bad that I feel like she was most compatible with Clayton? Like, is that like a hot hit? Like I, 
I don't think they should be together because Clayton sucks, but I think based off watching her connection with people, I think the person she was most compatible and like in sync with conversationally was Clayton. And like physically, like they were like their first one-on-one, like they were like making out, like she was very like, and I'm glad. And I loved that for her. I was like, yes, queen. But like, it's, it's, interesting that she hasn't really had that that with anybody else yeah yeah that's very interesting and I I I'm glad they're not together because I don't like Clayton and I love Rachel and I'm glad that it didn't work out for that reason but I feel like because we've seen her have it's it's the opposite for me with Gabby like now that I've gotten to know Gabby better I can't see her with Clayton at all not at all no but like for Rachel I'm like I haven't seen her engage with someone and be as invested in someone as she was with Clayton Um, yeah that's so true and I feel I I actually feel the opposite with Gabby I feel that all three of these men for very different reasons she's way more compatible with than she was with Clayton yeah um not to say that all of them are her soulmate or that she has to love them all, but just like they just make more sense for her. But with Rachel, it's very different. That's very true. Yeah. Um, that's my hot take. So no, that's a good one. That's a really good one. But I'm like, um, again, I'm not saying that I, she should have been with Clayton. No, I don't like Clayton, Clayton sucks. but Clayton I just, sucks. I want like, her. Su- like Susie actually lost. Like she, like she didn't win. She lost. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, then we go to Tyler, so, who if you yeah. put Tyler in a lineup right now, I would not be able to tell you what nope. guy Tyler was. Nope. I have Tyler no... also looks like he's 19. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who he is. I don't even child. know. He's very sweet. Like he's been, you know, a standout for her on group dates and things. But like, I was, v- he got the group date rose last week and I was like shocked. Like, I was yeah. like, really? Like, you're sure you want to meet this guy's family? You've barely spoken. He never got a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, so obviously the thing happens where he's super behind. They go to New Jersey. He's like, yeah, I live above the like, what is it? Something on the boardwalk that he like owns. He like lives above it in pizza an apartment. Place. Pizza place. Cute. Which love is like kind of hot. Like I would love to marry yeah. him who owns a pizza place. That would be awesome. Meatball. Um, yeah, where's Meatball? But like <laughs> literally it just is like, this is not like you are. And Rachel is, I mean, younger. Like Gabby's like 31. Rachel's like 26 or 27. Yeah, she's like, my age. Yeah, but, like, he just felt, like, very young to me. And um, he's so sweet. He's so nice. But, like, they go around the boardwalk. It's super fun. And then he just introduces Rachel to everyone he's ever met. And it's way too much. Like, way too much too fast. And she gets really overwhelmed. And she's like, I'm not ready to meet this guy's parents. And I don't know how to tell him. So they sit down to have a little talk. And he confesses that he's in love with her after never having a one-on-one date yeah like you've never you've barely had one-on-one time with this person interesting and then she basically has to break to him that she's not ready she's not there yet and she's not gonna meet his family which is obviously really sad and it was really hard to watch but it was also like why are you in love with her you have not really talked to her ever (laughs) yeah and also like so then he has to go tell his family by himself that she's not coming to meet them and his mom is like so upset cannot fathom what's happening but I'm like I'm willing to guarantee that his mom now upon watching the season is like of course she didn't want to meet us you idiot (laughs) yeah like you like you don't yeah it's super awkward but definitely 
necessary. Like she was not going to end up with him. It's fine. Yeah. It was so hard to watch. So then that's done. Whatever. Tyler's gone. We yeah. move on to Gabby's final hometown, which is with Eric, who I <laughs> forgot that Eric had had a one-on-one, which he was the grandpa date. The awkward just, grandpa date. Yeah, yeah. And I, because I feel like when we talked about it, we were like, he was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, never a huge Eric But he's fan. grown on me since then. He's so grown on me. I, he's like my yeah. top pick now. But I, I just like, at that point was like, oh, I don't really know. And then at one point he was like, I'm going to go home. Cause he was like unhappy with Gabby's choices or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I like his vibe, whatever. I love him now. Um, yeah. Happy to have been wrong. But also my first impression was that I loved Eric. Like night one, I was like, I love this guy. He um, was one of the original guys that kissed both of them, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Or he he kissed Gabby and like flirted with, I don't remember, but yeah, like yeah. something he kind of flirted with both of them. He um but the I, only reason, thank God he spells his name E-R-I-C-H, because if there was not an H at the end of his name, I would not remember him. No, but I'm like, oh, it's Eric who spells his name weird. hundred <laughs> percent. No, but he's really, I mean, he's grown, he's like grown back on me, I guess. I kind of just like forgot about him to be honest. I feel like yeah, I just I forgot that they had that one-on-one. So then I was like, oh, he like didn't ever have a one-on-one. It's kind of weird that he made it all this way, but I'm very glad he did because I think yeah. at this point, it's pretty clear that he's like the most compatible for her. Um, yeah. Though I love Jason, but, and I love Johnny, but that's for different reasons. The main um, like plot point surrounding Eric was, so first of all, Eric's father, the major plot point of their hometown is that his dad is very sick. Um, and his dad actually passed away a few weeks ago, like really just before this episode aired. So the whole episode was dedicated to Eric's dad. Um, but the main kind of narrative around the date was that Eric's mom is so amazing because she's like pivoted into being his full, his dad's full-time caretaker. Um, so this was kind of like the. And of course it's a hundred percent a real storyline. Like I'm not implying anything, but I'm saying it's, it's a very classic hometown. Like this is the pull your heartstrings hometown, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously it is very, very sad because his dad did end up passing away. Um, but kind of also like on this article I was reading, they touch on kind of this like classic dating trope where like you're attracted to people like your parents and like Eric attempts to make the connection between his mom and Gabby because his mom is a former ICU nurse Gabby is a nurse all of that kind of stuff so there is that kind of like familial tie there yeah. of like this is a this is a person in a role that I am used to um and of course that's there's nothing wrong with that like it's amazing that Gabby is a nurse and his mom was a nurse and all of that kind of stuff but it is a, it's kind of a, one of those classic, like you, you typically end up with people who have similar characteristics to your parents, you know? Yeah. I saw like, I sent Ryan a TikTok about this the other day because whenever his mom and I get together, we like make fun of him like nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I hate this. And there was this TikTok about it that was like, Freud would love this. And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, I'm so pissed. But yeah. I was like, I mean, I love his mom so much. And I think we have a lot in common, but like, we also have like a lot not in common, but it's yeah. a very true, it's a very true trope of like, yeah, you end up especially with someone, men like you're yeah men like I yeah 
I feel like I see men end up with people like their moms, like their moms more often than I see women end up with people like their dads, you know? Totally. Partially totally. because men are trash, so women are statistically more likely to have a shitty dad. But like, yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> um, um, starting controversy. Um, no, but yeah, no, I think that's very true. But I think, yeah, they draw a lot of the comparisons and then like they go on their own and they have kind of their separate date and they... I just have like a really deep connection and I thought it was like yeah. really I mean <laughs> to me it was like brand new obviously I knew Eric was here but I was kind of like what's going on <laughs> but I really I'm happy about it because I didn't necessarily feel that Jason or Johnny were like a hundred percent right for her and I do think that Eric is like really really good for her and I think that yeah. she's really good for him which I like yeah agreed so so then we get into what we've been waiting to talk about. I can't wait to talk about it. So basically, basically, Gabby recap is that like, if she went home with like any of them, I would basically be like, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, cool. I hope it works. Um, but and the then first if she... two, I think are more hesitant about her. Yes. And, and I think Eric is more like, solid. I'm ready. Yeah. I think my main hesitancy on Eric is that he, re- he reminds me of my ex. Um, Which one? But... Now that... Most recent. Um, ah. Ooh, tough break. <laughs> in terms of like looks and also his whole friend group is like very yeah, similar. So anyway, yeah. it's very hard for me to get past that. I, but once I get past it, I'm a big Eric fan. <laughs> I have never seen a man on this show that reminded me of one of my exes because I have terrible taste in men and they Blessed. wouldn't have made it through casting. <laughs> so. No, it, yeah. Eric reminds me very much of him and his whole friend group. And it's really also, hard for me to watch. I just want to put like, a disclaimer. Um, when I say that I have terrible taste in men, my present relationship excluded. Um, that's why it's so fucking wild that I'm in the current relationship no, that I'm in. Me too. Because like oh, I have too. Ter- I statistically have terrible taste, but like even the losing team wins once. You know, like this was my like one. <laughs> a broken clock is wrong, is right twice a day. Like that's, that's me. Okay. Like I'm like <laughs> you know what I really want because I st- I'm the same way. I mean we're yeah. the same. I statistically yeah. have. We loved Nate. <laughs> We unpacked all of this last week. We were like, what is wrong with us? I mean, my favorite person right now is Johnny, who is a walking red flag. Like, I get it. My favorite man in Bachelor Nation. Are you ready? Like, biggest, like, crush I ever had in Bachelor Nation. What? Is it Ben Higgins? No. Oh. No, that would make too much sense based on my current boyfriend. Yeah. But no. Uh, Dean. (laughs) Me too, because he lived in a van and I dated a guy who lived in a van. (laughs) I didn't date a guy that lived in a van. I just dated guys that weren't that into me. And that no, was the vibe Dean so was true. giving. But I think also I, we were talking about like the rom- like romanticizing men who don't have it together. So you have to fix that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred percent that. I dated yeah. a guy who lived in a van because I was like, no, 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 we'll get, we'll get an apartment. <laughs> like I was like, I can fix you we'll into not being. Furnish. Yeah. I was like, you don't have to live like this. And he was like, no, I want to. And I was like, what do you mean? I can um, fix that. Yeah, literally. So anyway. So we get into Tino, said, who into is Tino. Greg Grippo too. Literally too. And it worse. Like Greg Grippo, but worse. Like not 2.0. Yeah. Like we're reverting. It's like 1.4. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Tino really did start strong. Like I liked Tino. Oh, we liked Tino. We were Tino fans. Yes. And then he showed his true toxic colors. Which is ex- so like us. So like <laughs> we us. We were fans. So like we just said, we fall, we fall for anything, dude. Anything works on me. I'm, I mean, <laughs> Uncle Kronk would have worked on me. Like I'm <laughs> so, I am so easy to trick. So yeah. yeah. So we get to the Tino at all. And obviously Rachel Exhausting. likes Tino so much. And it's like, 
we get it. <laughs> like, Tino is like, Tino. but it's, it's, it's literally like we were just saying, like when you're younger, you pick the guy that there's issues, like, cause you're like, I can fix it. And like the issues, like, let's be honest, like a guy that you fight with, like kind of gets the blood pumping. Like you can like, like, you're like, this is exciting. Like, this is different. And it's like, Tino is the guy that is like contentious. So she's like, Ooh, this is so hot. And he versus gets like, like Zach, I think she would never fight with ever because he would cry. Oh my God. He would cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Tino, the biggest thing with Tino is that like, he gets mad because he's like jealous, which I think is so easy to be like, to take as like, Oh, he just yeah. cares about me so much. But the reality is that it's like kind of toxic. Like, it's like, yeah. Last episode when he was being a baby back bitch, he wasn't doing that because he just cared too much. He was just like being an asshole. Like he was just being entitled. Yeah. He felt like he was owed a rose that he like wasn't really owed. And also, but I like, think to her, it probably looks like, oh, he just cares so much about me. And it's like, no, he cares so much about like winning. And also taking post-show revelations out of it. I think a good kind of foil to the Tino character this season is Nate, who that one episode with the proposal stuff, he was like, she's happy. She's having fun. We have our own relationship that I'm confident in and I'm happy to see her happy and having fun. That was my like, favorite thing about Nate was that yeah. he was just able to be like, as long as she's having a good time, I'm happy. I'm happy for her. And I feel like Tino is the antithesis of that. Totally. Like she is not allowed to have fun unless it's with Tino. Totally. Um, so starting off from last episode, I was like, not feeling Tino. I was not on the Tino train. I mean, I'm literally campaigning for a man to be bachelor simply for calling Tino a baby back bitch. So <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. So it was hilarious. And he's a hottie, hottie, hottie. And I <laughs> would love to see him as the bachelor. But anyway, <laughs> So we go to Tino's hometown and immediately I say to, to Ryan that his parents look mean. And he yeah. was like, and he was like, that's so rude. Like they haven't even said anything yet. And I was like, oh, you have never having a parent hate you privilege. Like yeah. Ryan has never met a parent who didn't like him. Friends, yeah. girlfriends, whatever. Every parent that's ever met my boyfriend has loved him. As a woman, I don't feel that we're afforded that privilege. No, because no one's ever good enough for someone's son. Correct. Exactly. So I like, I was like, and I got kind of mad, but it doesn't actually matter. But I was like, you have never not been liked by someone you're dating's parents or your friend's parents or anyone's parents. I have. I have gone to a guy's house who I was dating, who I really liked. I've had dinner with his parents multiple times. And every time I left, I was like, they do not like me. Yeah. And, and they weren't explicit about it. I mean, I, I was lucky. Like when we'll get in more into this Rachel date, like she, she got fucked by this situation. Like I was lucky in that they were actually pleasant to me, but you just know when When you're leaving, you're like, they did not like me. Like we do not vibe. And also like. There's something to be said for the fact, like it's, it's like you were saying, it's the male privilege of like, and again, this is a big generalization. Nobody yeah, come for it's me. Not but always, like, I mean, both of us also have great relationships with our boyfriends. Yes, parents. Yes. So it's like um, obvious that this isn't always the case, but it's more likely to be the case when you're a woman dating a man. It is more likely to be the case because of gender roles and misogyny and all that kind of stuff that parents are going to like a girl's boyfriend because he's the guy that's going to marry their daughter and she's not going to be 30 and single. And so it's like, we love this guy. He's such a great guy. 
versus like when a girl meets her boyfriend's parents, it's like, nobody is good enough for my son. He is God's gift. He is so amazing at everything he does. This girl will never be worthy. And the problem is that like, no girl will ever be worthy. Like, no, but it's like, she's saying she's a bad influence. Like, and I'm like, I like, don't consider myself a bad influence, but it's like, there's just something about being a woman dating someone's perfect son where like, they are going right. to think you're a bad influence. And like, don't get me wrong. My boyfriend's parents definitely no. think he's the perfect son. But like, yeah. I don't no, mind too. He's the, he's the only boy. I, both of us are dating the only yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is why when I was going to meet his parents for the first time, I was like petrified. Like I was yeah. like, I'm going to be sick. I me too. hate my life. They're going to hate me. Like they will never like me because yeah. I had dated a guy previously whose parents really didn't like me. And again, they weren't explicit about it. They were super nice to my face, but I could just tell. You can sense it. Yeah, you know. And I but was like, the problem, they're not going to like me, but then like they do. I'm very, we're both, I think very lucky that we're in this situation yeah. and I'm like, great. Thank God it worked out because like I could not yeah. go through it again. It's a nightmare out there. It's a nightmare. And also like, I don't know about you, but I have known you for most of your life. So I do know about you. I feel like we are the type of girls whose friends parents really like. Yes. Like I had never, until I dated my college boyfriend, whose parents really didn't like me. I, I had never met a parent that didn't yep. like me. And so the first time I met my college boyfriend's parents and they didn't like me, I had such a complex about it. And I was 100%. like constantly doing everything to try to get them to like me because I couldn't accept not being liked. Um, and then I was like, I, it reached a point we dated for like three years. It reached a point where I was like, they are never going, it doesn't matter what I do. They are never going to like me. No. Their son is always going to be their perfect son. Even though if you listen to this podcast and you know me in real life, you know, he's not. not. Um, yeah, but it, this was a tangent we went on that isn't about Rachel anymore, no, but, but it is though, because it's yeah. like, it's like, there's something so much harder and Listen, every year on Hometowns, there's, like, a parent who's skeptical and is, like, a bit harsher than the rest of the parents. Like, that happens on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think there's something very specific to being The Bachelorette with Rachel. And we'll get into it because her dad said something to her that I was like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Talk talk about that. So basically we go to this hometown and I said, her parents with me, that was a judgment on my point. Snap judgment, not really fair of me, but was I wrong? No. So then basically her dad pulls her and is just like grilling her and is like, yeah, you know, and it's like, it's like kind of partially the normal stuff. That's like, how do you know? And you're dating these other guys and da da da. But then he basically says, well, this is your second go around. So how do I know that you don't just want to be married? And like Tino's just part of that. And it's not just you wanting to be married and you actually love him. I gasped. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? <laughs> like, I was like, to say yeah. that to a woman, this is your second go around as if, you know how that's going to make her feel like, oh, the first time around you weren't loved enough. And that's, you know exa- what? that's what I heard. I was like, and- the first time around you were not enough. And now you want to be enough. That's exactly, and- that's what I heard. Not said exactly that but also if tino doesn't get picked and tino got asked to be the bachelor he would take the second go around he would do it in a heartbeat and it's like but it's because he's a dude it's like oh well she fucked him over and that's why he's on his second go around but rachel's on her second go around because she wasn't good enough the first time a hundred percent it's like as the woman you were not enough for that man 
versus yeah. as the man that woman treated you poorly. Yeah. And that right. applies in Bachelor Nation, but it also applies in life. Yeah. Like, if a, if a woman is 35 and single, it's because she has done something wrong. And if a man is 35 and single, it's because he was living his life slash women didn't know how to treat him. Yeah. Like it is always the woman's fault, no matter yeah. what the situation is. And it's so annoying. And I think this was like, it, it, we're going deeper than the show is, but like, <laughs> no, but like, can I just like, say, this is like my favorite episode we've recorded in a long time. So I feel like we've gotten onto like different subjects that are like, agreed. yes, related to the show, but also are like important and important like, and nuanced. And like, I think in general, like what you're saying is exactly correct. It's like, and, and I think part of acknowledging these like societal biases is also accepting when you're a part of it. Yeah. And like, admittedly, we are so programmed societally to think about, to think about things this way. And it's like, when I am following girls from college who are in their thirties and not married, I'm kind of like, well, why? But when I see a guy that's in their thirties and not married, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just don't think anything of it, it, you know? And then that guy marries a 22 year old and we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) And it's like, like, okay. This and is like a, and if a girl we knew shift. was yeah, if a girl we knew was 35 and married a 22-year-old man, we'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But like yeah. it just we just I mean, we just afford men so much benefit of the fucking doubt and it's annoying, which we afford is benefit of no the doubt. <laughs> we afford benefit of the doubt to people who will put their socks in front of their hamper and use one navy fitted sheet since college. Like those to, are the people we give the benefit of the doubt to. And like women who are like designing like aesthetically beautiful apartments and like working amazing jobs and like doing all these amazing things. We're like, well, why are, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why are you single? <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? No, it's so fucked yeah. up. And that's exactly how I felt this whole conversation. I was like, he is being so nasty and yeah. I couldn't even necessarily explain it. And everything he was saying, I was just like, he came in with nasty energy. Like I was like, yeah. from the get go, I was like, these people suck. They're mean. No, and he came in wanting to hate her. He wanted to hate her. He had no intention yeah. of trying to be like, let me get to know this girl that my, my son is seriously dating. And I said to Ryan too, I was like, if you're so against the model of this show, why would you not talk your kid out of going on the show? Like yeah. your kids said that they were going to go on the show and you were like, okay, apparently. And parents always have the option to not do a hometown if they don't like the show or they don't want to be on camera also, or they don't like the layout. They could have said, no, they wanted the screen time to be able to be mean. Like, and that's also one of the, one of the accounts that we always like promote here is the bachelor data account and Tino's dad on his Facebook made a post after the episode aired about how Tino got less screen time than a suitcase or whatever. And he's like, this is according to bachelor data. What nerd has the time to keep this data or whatever. So then the girl who runs bachelor data, who I wish I knew her name, I should know her name, but I don't No, But yeah, no, she but released she's an like, icon. An, yeah, she is. And she released like a, an Instagram video basically being like, okay, let me put this in terms. You'll understand sports data. Who cares how many base hits somebody's had in the last two games? But somebody keeps that data because you track it and it informs you about future events and all of that kind of stuff. And she was like, that's why I keep this data. Also, I've got 120,000 Instagram followers in like a year. Also, she like fully quit her full-time job to do bachelor data because that's how successful she was at doing it. Like, who's this 
I love her. Like, who's this nerd? Oh, this bitch who like is a queen. Like she quit her job because she didn't need to do it anymore so that she could do the thing she's passionate about and something she's really good at and that people are really engaged with because we talk about her every episode. Yeah. And you don't want to know what she is. Bachelor data girl is a woman in STEM. She's a woman in STEM. Like she's doing the Lord's work. (laughs) So like the misogyny was showing with that fucking Facebook post from every time, every time I do anything, like I teach someone at work who's older than me how to do anything. I'm like, I'm a woman in STEM. I am literally (laughs) a woman in STEM. No, me every day. When I worked at a tech company, I was like, women in STEM so hard, but no, she's a, she's a queen. She's an icon. She's a legend. And then this random fucking dad who he probably has like 23 Facebook friends was like posting to his Facebook friends being like, Tino's on the bachelorette tonight. Okay. King. Or he's off. like my dad who friend requests anyone who has a Republican agenda and has 10,000 Facebook oh. friends and he doesn't know any of them. That's Pr- dad. proudly, proudly Carl and I have never been Facebook friends. And I do think it's because of my politics. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Tino's not dad, being one of my friends who fights with my dad on Facebook. Yeah, That's no, exciting. No I, I stay out of that. Um, no, I think also someone posted unrelated, but Tino's dad has the haircut of like, <laughs> a 14 year old and Tino's younger brother has the haircut of like a 60 year old and it's like you guys should switch <laughs> because like, no really if you go look at pictures I was like what's going on with his hair like something's wrong so anyway I fucking hated this man because again there are always skeptical people skeptical parents on hometowns but I was like you're being unnecessarily cruel like you are being mean for the you sake didn't, of being mean. Yeah. yeah, you're being mean for the sake of being mean. The show's stupid. We talk about how the show's stupid all the time. That's literally what our podcast is about. But like, to like, you don't have to do the hometown. Just say no. Yeah. Tino could just introduce her to some friends. Like, you yeah. do not have to do this. You do not have to participate. And instead, you come on and you come on national television and you act like a fucking dickhead. So yeah. we're going to be mean to you. Sorry. And it's um, like not the take that he thinks it is no like being like like, oh I was hard on her no like you you were like an asshole like Like, Rachel's dad was hard on Clayton but like Clayton sucked yeah Clayton sucked and he wasn't an asshole he was just like why are you're not good enough (laughs) and he wasn't he wasn't (laughs) Like, like big Tony is just real like, like <laughs> Tino's family is mean. And then his, it, shoot, it it cuts to his mom and his mom's like, this isn't real. And it's like, yeah, obviously. Fucking obviously. These people like, okay, wow. Congratulations. Revelation of the fucking century. The bachelor isn't real. Like, yeah, these people are living in a simulation. This yeah. shit is not real, but like, you're not being a supportive fucking parent. Yeah. And, you're and this just is where we would mean. be like, this is where we would be like terrible on this show because I just know like we're both kind of hotheads oh, and I just yeah. know that like, if we were on this hometown and like, we were Rachel, we would be like, l- like a little bit losing it, you know, oh, I would and, be, like, I would be mean, like meaner than I yeah. intended. I would but, go in with such good intentions, but too. like, but I also <sighs> think that like the worst part of this. So his parents are terrible to her. It's like awful to watch. It's actually so hard to watch. I cannot believe she did not cry because I would have. Like I would have actually cried at literally everything. She else cries this at everything season. and she hasn't at this. And I was like, I would have literally been crying. Like yeah, me too. It, it, like I I have cried in front of Ryan's family who has never done anything mean to me. It does I've not cried take for a way lot. Less. <laughs> like it doesn't take a lot. I would be in shambles. Yeah. So they leave the date and Tino's like, they adore you. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, gaslighting king. (laughs) Like, like, what the fuck do you mean they adore her? She was like, Tino, they do not like me. 
Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. Like they really like you. And, and he gaslights her. Yeah. And he gaslights her. And then he decides now when she's panicking about the fact that his parents hate her is the perfect time to tell her that he's falling in love with her. Red flag on red flag on red flag. Yeah. He's not, it, it's like, not. He's clearly wanting to have a conversation about this and be like, let's break down like your parents hating me <laughs> being terrible. And he's just like, well, I'm falling in love with you. And then it immediately like distracts her. And she's like, oh my God, I'm like falling in love with you too. And I'm like, Rachel, <laughs> tighten up. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, we're mad. <laughs> Stick to the fucking point. Like what the fuck? And, but it immediately, it does what he intends it to do, which is like, yeah, distract her. And this is why on this show, often the worst hometown is met with the final contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Rachel. <laughs> oh, it was so hard to watch. It was such a fucking hard hometown. And then for him to just immediately be like, well, they adored you and I love you was like the worst thing I've ever fucking seen. I think men are such trash. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. That's basically that's the episode. The episode. Aven, yeah, and then we get like, Avon next you, week. Aven. You're coming. Which I'm hoping it's just such a good hometown that they wanted it to have its own time. Because <laughs> I love Avon. Um, and I'm really hoping he can turn this around for our girl, Rachel, because <laughs> the, pro- the prospects are looking worse. <laughs> like, it's looking worse all the time. Like My two favorites, if I were to pick right now, would be Zach for Rachel and um Eric for Gabby. Eric for Gabby. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Those two are definitely the best. But again, I think with Gabby, my stakes are so much lower <laughs> because I'm kind of like you have three good people in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like even if you don't, don't leave engaged, right. you're gonna leave with a decent you will person. Leave with a decent person. With Rachel, I'm like, you might be making the biggest mistake. <laughs> of your life um, <laughs> not to be dramatic but like this could be not to be horrible. dramatic this is literally make or break so yeah. tighten up um, yeah. like so yeah this tino date was terrible and i just like i really i like her too much i'm like just but we see in the preview that he's clearly like fucking there next week so hopefully he flubs it in the fantasy suite i just like i mean and i don't mean sexually i just mean i hope he flubs no, like, the, like, the situation like emotionally I hope for her sake she at least gets something good out of it like I hope he doesn't flub it sexually but like I just like I just hope like Zach is better right (laughs) no Zach is like secretly a freak or or Avon like I don't even like Zach or Avon and I haven't even seen Avon's hometown but I'm like these are two amazing men why are we keeping Tino like yeah like yeah bye she's dickmatized by Tino for sure she's so like he's like just so her type like to a T and she's just like, but he's so handsome. He's so nice. He says the right things at the right time. And it's like, wake up, <laughs> like, Rachel, Rachel, snap out of it. His dad sucks. And his mom it, sucks also. Like, this is why she's so me. I know she just cannot. I just, I don't know. Get it together. It's but anyway, so relatable. See ya. And we're going to end it on a fun note because we need to talk about our royal wedding, like our <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm literally going to start crying. This is actually my royal wedding. Guys, <laughs> Wells and Sarah finally got married. 
And it was the most stunning wedding I've ever seen in my entire life. And you know what? You know what I love about them? They fucking spat on the bachelor couples that get people exclusives. No, they got a Vogue exclusive. Like they were not, they were not people exclusiving anything. Like she was like, no, my dress is going in Vogue. They were like, I'm so obsessed with her. She literally was like, I'm going to serve cunt and then die. Like like literally (laughs) Sarah Hyland's whole fucking motto of her whole life. And like, you know what? They waited so long to get married because they Mm -hmm. were like, no, no, no. Our wedding has to slay. And they delivered. Like they delivered tenfold. It looked like she wore two Verrowing gowns. Uh Gowns. Um, And she was absolutely sickening in both of them. My favorite picture is the one, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, like, officiated. Officiated the wedding, first of all. That's like serving to an extent that I can't even fathom. Yeah. Um, And so he's officiating the wedding and there's a picture of her she's turned to the camera smiling like an evil witch that just put a spell on this man and I'm like I love you for that like, I know I she's know like I, she... I won like I trapped this man and I'm like queen you did but also he trapped but also you. like you are so out yeah, of no, his also, league it's like he insane. trapped you no, like she's like so out of his league but also he's so like they're so perfect together because they're both so hot and so funny yeah and also Wells like for Sarah Highland like obviously if you're Wells Sarah Highland is like the best you're ever going to do in your whole life. No questions 100%. asked. 100%. But if you're Sarah Highland, you're like a big star and you yeah. started dating some fucking guy from the bachelor, like <laughs> who made it to like week <sighs> six, like, like objectively, <laughs> like Sarah Highland, what are you doing? But she said, I'll make a man out of you. And she did like now like, Wells this, is in vogue. <laughs> this is the only time that the I'll fix him trope worked. Yeah. <laughs> Wells didn't need fixing. He just needed elevating. Like Wells was yeah. always perfect. I do want to, I can't overstate this. Like Wells is a fan favorite. He is beloved. He, there was nothing yeah. wrong with him, but Sarah was like, hold on. We should be more chic. And then they yeah. were, and it like worked so fucking well it's gorgeous like, that they got a Vogue spread. This is the yeah. best Bachelor Nation wedding ever, pr- ever, ever. I mean, hands down, ever. Because and- also, normally, even the ones that I've liked, I don't normally like their dresses. Sarah Highland slayed, <laughs> slayed the house. Down. And also, well, because most Bachelor Nation bitches aren't getting Vera Wang to custom design two gowns, like literally. But she, the only wedding, like I thought. A month or two ago when Jojo and Jordan got married, I was like, this is it. This is the bachelor wedding to end all bachelor weddings. The irony being that Wells was originally on Jojo season and they got married at the same venue. Like Jojo and Jordan got married also, at Sunstone Winery two months ago. And that's where Sarah and Wells got married. I digress. The fan behavior is a little much, but I digress. I like, it was so stunning. Like I, like every picture, like every detail of the wedding, the flowers, every the place settings, like Instagram everything it was gorgeous of them dancing. Like even the most, the least picture perfect moments were picture perfect. Yeah, Like there were Instagram story videos of them dancing. And I was like, looks like a fairy tale. Also I- this wedding made me forget that Jojo and Jordan even got married. So that's, mm-hmm. that's how much this meant to me. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, and she keeps like, posting, which like, oh, I want which her I love. to. And like that's I, how I feel every time someone gets married, by the way. I think people are like, I don't want to be annoying with my wedding pictures. No, post them all. Like, I want to see literally everything that you post. No, like your whole because feed, I want it to be your I wedding like, pictures. Even I, not famous people. No. Like, I want to see everything. Because I like weddings so much, and I'm, like, so into observing, like, 
different yeah. people's weddings. I'm like, please post everything. Like, I want to see all of it. Yeah. Um, Sarah Highland is giving us the content. She's giving us the dream husband. She's giving us the dream wedding. She's giving us the dream gowns. She's everything. And the whole cast of Modern Family was there. So like, what can more could we imagine? want? Oh, can you imagine <laughs> being at a wedding where it's like half the wedding is the cast of Modern Family and half the wedding is Bachelor Nation? Like, like random bachelor people and then also like julie bowen <laughs> yeah like weirdly no, no, no. Like, like i just want you to picture for a second michael a and sofia vergara being at the same wedding <laughs> the fact that michael that michael a went and he was like snuck into this wedding like he does not know them i love him so much <laughs> <laughs> well the tea is okay Spoilers. <laughs> the reason I believe Michael A was there is because it is rumored that he leaves Bachelor in Paradise with Danielle Maltby from Nick Vile's season. And Danielle Maltby and Wells are very good friends. I love that. I I believe that is the reason Michael A caught the invite. Um, He literally was posting. He's like snuck in. And I was like, okay, King. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm I'm pretty sure it's because he's with Danielle I mean, Maltby to be fair if it were my wedding if I were Sarah Highland and I like just watched The Bachelor for fun or The Bachelorette for fun and I saw Michael A I would be like he should come to our wedding and Wells would be like why we don't know him and I'd be like right <laughs> like, yeah no and like, objectively that's like, how their I'd relationship be, started because she's yeah, a fan of The Bachelor right I'd be like I literally don't care he should come to our wedding so I yeah. literally love that so much for her um, and for him, like they both won. I've never seen a wedding where both people won so equally. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I love and, it. um, yeah, I just like for some, and also, okay, we'll talk about this more when we get into paradise and like, we talk about like the spoiler and stuff, but like if the Danielle Maltby spoiler is true and she leaves paradise with Michael A, which it's looking like that's the case. Is she not so Amanda Klutz? So Amanda Klutz for that. And like Amanda she's Klutz, so Amanda like Klutz. for, if you guys don't know, Amanda Klutz is, she's a co-host on The Talk. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She tragically lost her husband, Nick Cordero, to cancer or to cancer. Oh my God, to COVID. COVID. <laughs> I'm like uh, still, uh, that's how far removed I am. Cause you know, I've been living in the Midwest for too long when no, I'm like COVID ended three I, years ago. No, I know, um, I know. But no, she, she tragically lost her husband to COVID and, um, there were rumors for a while that her and Michael A were involved because they followed each other on Instagram. They obviously they were like both friends. are single parents of young kids. They met up a few times because they're both from Ohio. So like she would go to yeah. Ohio and they would like go to a bar and they would like post a picture together and we were all like, what's going on? And are like, you I'm guys still fooling around. To be fair, still shipping it. I'm like, yeah, get married. But but like also if you know who Dan Danielle Mulby is, like she is dating back to Nick Vile season. She was on Paradise a couple years ago. And she is very Amanda Klutz vibes. Like they're very similar. Energy. Um, Yeah. So yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, the only reason that I'll I'm mad is that they should have saved Michael A to be the bachelor instead of putting him on Paradise. But yeah, agreed. Whatever. Now we get Ethan for Bachelor, which we better get. I'm going to be campaigning in the streets. (laughs) The women's march, the real, literally the real women's march is me being like Ethan for bachelor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's most, that's everything. It was a long episode. So sorry, but we had to cover Wells and Sarah's wedding. Cause that was, yeah, that was literally the only thing that happened this week that I cared about, including the episode. So literally the best thing that's happened to us in years. So yeah. I can't wait for one of those thirsty bitches to post the wedding video, like the official videographer, like director's cut of the wedding. 
the reason this isn't the royal wedding is that they would have live streamed it for us on NBC and they just didn't. And that's really I wanted a platinum jubilee of this wedding. I wanted to pretend I was there. Like I wanted to fully be like dressed to the nines and like sitting in my apartment. Like, yes, I also am celebrating. So with that said, yeah, that's all we got. Wait, I feel like there was more Bachelor Nation drama, but I don't care about it. So we'll just end it. Oh, oh, the last thing, and I literally want to spend 30 seconds on it because I couldn't care less, is that um, Susie and Clayton are no longer living together. They live in separate states, but they are like adamant that they are still dating. Yes, I did see that. Ew, gross. Nobody cares. So (laughs) not directed at you, directed at them. I'm like, uh, shut up. (laughs) Enough. Goodbye. Uh, anyway, so that's all we have. So please uh, follow the podcast. Give us reviews. Um, you know the drill. We love you so much. We gotta go. This has been a long one. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.